Saving Uncensored is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored. Controlling transmission. Divided by a thousand miles of barren wasteland, two men mysteriously linked by alien technology on a podcasting mission to boldly deliver video game news and views directly to your brain. This is Gaming Uncensored. Now, your gaming uncensored guides, the dynamic duo, the video game gurus, yeah, okay. a man on wheels, and a yeti with a modem, Jamie and Tommy. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How you doing? My name is Jamie Jordan, and this is a brand new Barely Together episode <laughs> of Gaming Uncensored. I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching on camera, this is what we got. <laughs> Tommy was under the desk until 15 seconds ago. He has no light. I have no light. It is what it is. We both need a drink. But we're here. We, we we are here. Poorly lit, but we are we are here. Uh, so yes, that's, uh, that's something. So uh, <laughs> we are going to persevere. <laughs> this is our uh, annual, uh, uh, a week or so late year in review show. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that more here in just a little bit. Uh, but I'll mention. Uh, uh, typically, we uh, we do our year in review together, sitting in the same room. Uh, yes, and this year we were together. In the same we room. We were. But we had more fun stuff to do than podcasts. So yeah. We, uh, um, we did other stuff. That there, was a, there was a little girl in my house that would not have allowed us to chance. do this show. <laughs> uh, and I figured that out in about two minutes. Yeah. Uh, so there, I will tell you, I'm, I'm putting Tommy on the spot because there's a fair bit of video on a phone somewhere. Yes. Of me and a little girl doing various things. I don't know if we're going to release that. Yeah. Uh, put that on the website. I think it needs to go on the website because some of it's pretty cute. Yes, uh, it is. And some of it's funny with her mother screaming in the background. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're going to kill my child. <laughs> We will. Uh, I'll, I'll put uh, some of that up on the Facebook group. So, uh, so go uh, check out the Facebook group if you're not already over there to, to see some uh, some cute videos of Jamie and the little girl interacting. It's the first time that y'all had seen each other in like three three and a half years. Like since she's been like big enough to like talk and do stuff, remember things like she right. <laughs> it, we, we always make the comment that I am the man on the screen. That's what. She knows me as I've known her since she was like what a month old, right? I mean, she was a month old when I was there, and you guys had just gotten her, and and so I've I've been in her life for a long time. She just doesn't know it, yeah. And uh, so it was very interesting, very interesting. Yeah, we had a good time. Uh, uh, we <laughs> believe it or not got some stuff done around Jamie's place to uh, to improve yeah. the quality of this whole mess. <laughs> and uh, on the podcast, hopefully you can hear it. It's a little less uh, caveish at this point, yeah. which is nice. So we uh, we tightened up uh, some of the <laughs> acoustics in your room. We also worked on camera and lighting, and all that's gone to crap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, today. So okay, so let me tell you what happened. Okay, <laughs> I you I don't know if you've ever lived in a house by yourself like you you've been married to your wife for the entirety of the time yep that i've i've known you and so i i don't know if you ever lived in a I house lived in by a yourself room by myself that was that was the extent of it 
Well, the the a house is a little different than a dorm room, and almost every night, uh, I I'm I'm here by myself from about 10 p.m. until about 7 a.m. You know, because I'm just sleeping like I don't need anybody, so I'm here by myself. And every night, I hear stuff, and it's like, what the crap is that? Like, I'm literally thinking, is there somebody in my house, right? And so last night, I hear a crash some somewhere in my house, and I'm thinking, well, if somebody's breaking in, I'm screwed. You know, right. the alarm's on, we got cameras, we got all the stuff. Uh, so if they're in here, we'll get them on camera and hopefully, you know, they'll leave me alone. Uh, and I didn't even think about it. And I came into my office and I'm doing the normal Sunday church stuff that I do. Uh, and I look up and our face light that we installed is not there. And so I start looking around. I'm like, "Where's the face? Well, it's it's behind the monitor on the desk. That's what I heard last night. And, and, and like, if you could just imagine what it's like to be a handicapped guy laying in bed, they can't do anything. Like I've got a phone. <laughs> I've got a watch. I can call somebody, but that's about it. Um, yeah, that happened overnight. So. Any of you Seinfeld people, if any of you Seinfeld people remember Mr. Marvels that was in Kramer's apartment uh, <laughs> that scared the crap out of Jerry that one night that he stayed over there, yeah, that's what it's like in the house every night. That's that's what that is. That's, that's so right. yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you are curious to what that looks like, uh, follow us on Patreon. And you can see you the, uh, the video for this <laughs> hey, look, podcast. I, for, there's a good chance, let me mention too, because we're not done with it. We just started this thing. There's a good chance other things could go wrong. Specifically, I know my camera, the battery is is not as high as it needs to be. And it, this has happened in the past where it will crash the recording if the camera dies. So uh, if there's only partial uh, look, uh, video me, for me. this on Patreon, uh, go by. Uh, whatever your favorite podcast feed is to get the rest of it. Let me just double check and make sure that my logic is recording. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> if anybody hears this show, it's going to be a miracle. So, so, so I, I have to say that that if you do make it to Patreon and and you want to check out some video, I'm noticing that the shot being the way that it is. You could really get some like really picturesque, you know, like I can, I can end up in a gallery somewhere. Like look, <laughs> I can like look up and like point and like uh, and I can. We can do some really artistic stuff here. Yes, I, I have uh, to mention, and this is this is going to be terrible for everybody who's not watching the video feed, and so uh, apologies for everybody. But I do have to uh, point this out because you just kind of pointed at it over your your right shoulder. There, uh, there are six lovely uh, game controller po posters, uh, uh, all Nintendo controllers, uh, an SNES, an NES, a 64, a GameCube, a Switch, and a Game Boy uh, in order there behind you. Uh, to which we have to thank the sexy sidekick for making happen. Because <laughs> when we were uh, in the process of trying to remap stuff and get your camera angle set up and all that, she goes, this is what they're seeing? That that's what they look at when they're watching your video. Is, we got to do something to add some color to this. And so in like ten minutes, she found these cool posters and and printed them out at Walgreens, and we stuck them on the wall. And it's not a lot, but it's a little bit. It's way more interesting well, than it was. I have to say, God, I told my mom this because it made me laugh. She started this show with us, mm -hmm. like. She answered the phones in the studio yep. when we started the show. We tell people <laughs> that. And and she's kind of been away uh, for the last several years being a mom and hoping we'll quit and go do something <laughs> else. And we just haven't. And, and I haven't seen 
her in a couple of years because you come here and she stays with uh, Genevieve and Grandma and all that. So she walks in and she's snooping around the house and she gets into my office and she goes, this is horrible. (laughs) Are you serious? This is awful. This is the, the, what is this echo? What, what? What is going on? There's nothing on these walls. Like, are you guys really putting this out? And you and I are looking at each other going, well, yeah. (laughs) And like, seriously, she spent the rest of the visit frantically trying to figure out how to fix my office. She she, She moved shelves. Like, I had shelves yeah. up against the wall in, uh, in my office. And just like, these don't work. I'm moving these. <laughs> yeah. and, and I couldn't do anything but laugh because, like, that's how we started. I mean, I mean that, that's exactly how we started. And it was a good time. And we should be talking about video games. But let's be real honest. That's probably more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So all that said, we had a good time uh, hanging out and uh, getting some ice cream and, and doing all that fun stuff without doing a show together in the same room. So now we're doing a show together. Right. Different rooms and catching up. Uh, really quick, we talked about Patreon. If you want to support us on Patreon, go by GamingUncensored.com. Uh, big thing. We don't know why, right? but, you know. <laughs> to help all this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> big thanks to the Patreon guys uh, Cabbage, Jose, Dark, Duff, Josh, Hector, Spider, Spencer, Kavash, Chad, Zeke, Chris, Brigham, Sam, Andrew, and Week. Uh, thank you guys uh, for putting up with us, honestly, at this point. That's that's the big thing. <laughs> it's just yeah. we appreciate you putting up with us. Uh, we have played some games. We've been able to uh, to do some fun I've stuff. I've finished a game. Hey, look at that. So we've got hey, stuff to talk yeah. about. And we have all of 2022 to recap briefly and, and to talk about what we're looking forward to uh, in 2023. Uh, as this is the time of year that there's not a lot of news. We might as well uh, but see if there's anything. We're tired. I don't think there's anything we're talking about but we'll see uh but all that said what game did you finish i'm curious now i finished life is strange too i i got through that and i need to go back and replay the ending and see what happens if you make the other choice i meant to do that before we did this uh but i didn't get it done I, I have to mention, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on Life is Strange 2 because it's old. Right. Uh, but, but, but I have to mention that it was maybe, maybe the most gut wrenching Life is Strange that I have ever played in. And, all of life is strange is pretty gut wrenching. Yeah. Uh, but the the deal with this one was that it focused around two brothers who were American citizens in 2017 when there was all the stuff about the wall and immigration and all of that. Uh, and, and I'm I'm going to tell you that. We talk about video games being a mode for art, for cinema, for for speech, and this was a whole lot of speech. Um, it was. It's probably one of the most politically charged games I have ever played. And I'm pretty sure, based on what I've already told you, you can f- fill in the gaps, sure, and and kind of know where that went. But but the whole time I was going, wow. <laughs> um, uh, at one point, there was it was written in a letter uh, from one of the guys's girlfriend, I guess. And she was talking about these two brothers going to Mexico and that she was 
looking forward to getting out of this shithole <laughs> referring to this country. Uh, and I don't normally curse on this on this air, but I that one struck me because I don't know that I have ever seen in games such political speech about the United States. And I really had to stop and think, okay, what do I think of this? And, and, and you and I, we have, you spend a lot of time, especially in political season, following that, doing that kind of stuff. And, and you must be influencing me because the last couple of years, I am now doing that. Uh, and I think it is becoming more important to both of us. You, you've always done it. I'm just now getting there. And I got to tell you, this game was heavy. Yeah. Like, it was heavy. And it was one of those that, like, I got to the end and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not real sure if that was fun. <laughs> like, it, it was fun, but, 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 but you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's extremely heavy. And, like, it made me think in some places, which is not a bad thing. None of the stuff that I'm saying is a complaint. Um, because, one of the things that you and I value about this country is free speech. And depending on what day it is and what side you're on and, and what, what is going on, everybody is currently having a debate about free speech and what it is and what you can say and what you can't say and like all of that. And so you just throw this game into the middle of that that was created three years ago or four years ago, almost five years ago. And I'm looking at that going, okay, here we are five years later. When are we going to figure this out? And I thought that it was very interesting that they used that game as a platform the way that they did. And I would very much encourage you to play it simply for that. I don't know that you and I have ever played a game that was so clearly a political platform. And in more than one occasion, it made me uncomfortable yeah. Uh, sometimes in a bad way, sometimes in a good way, but it just reminded me that that's why we love this thing that we do. Cause it's not just Mario. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not just rabbits. It's not, it, it's, it's a way to speak. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I've played probably about a third of the game or so and, and just didn't pick it back up a long time ago. I want to get back to it, and this makes me want to get back to it um, for sure. Um, the thing that I think, and this is me projecting a little bit, not having played through the whole game, but playing through enough of it, playing Life is Strange in the Past. I know, you know, the franchise is kind of what it is, too, how they make games. Uh, when you said you'd never played a, a game as political, the first thing I thought was uh, we have... But just in a very different capacity. Well, <laughs> JFK was the one, was a whole one different thing. That, well, yeah. But the one I'm thinking of, a series that you and I adore, that is very overtly political about the United States, but much more kind of uh, 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 subtly so in ways and, and much more futuristic is Metal Gear. Right? Yes. Metal Gear is a purely political yep. game. Uh, uh, yep. 100% political, but it's a different kind of political because it's about war and, and militarization and the privatization yes. of military and, and all this stuff that is very much directed at the United States. And, and But 
it's not personal. And that's what makes yeah. life is strange different. And what hearing you talk about it here and, and again with what experience I've had with the game as well, like that hits different. Like Metal Gear, you know that it's political, but it's not personal. Like you don't right. connect with it in that kind of way. Whereas Life is Strange is wholly and a hundred percent personal. Like that's the yeah. whole purpose of the game is to suck you into the stories of these characters. We love Snake. And while the games are about Snake and and the miscellaneous clones of Snake and all the stuff that goes around that, which is a mess, it's not about sucking you into his uh, personality empathetically, right? Like, the character's great. You love the character. The character's fascinating. But you don't ever, like, feel for Snake uh, the way that you feel for characters in life is strange like that's a whole different thing like sean right sean and what's yeah the other sean brother? and daniel daniel was the that's little right brother. yeah yeah daniel's the, the little brother with the powers you figured that yeah. out very early in the game um like the whole purpose is to make you connect and empathize with them and to add in you know political storylines on top of that of how is this affecting these characters that you are are emotionally connected with at this point it's a powerful tool. It's something that video games can do that no other medium can do the same way. We can get that connection in movies or televisions or books or comics or whatever it is, but it's not the same because you don't have that control over their actions and decisions. And again, it does a little bit of a, 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 a conception of control. <laughs> you obviously don't have yeah. full control over what they do, but you do have that connection between you and a keyboard of of what choices they make and what happens because of that and, and everything else. And I can only imagine the decisions that you're left with at the end, having played Life is Strange before, I know the heaviness of what those decisions likely are. Um, and that is a very, very different way to tell a personal story that connects with real life things than anything else is able to do. And, and I, I gotta admit, like there, there was, there was stuff that I agreed with. There was stuff that I didn't agree with. There was stuff that like when I saw that reference to this country, like I, I that I didn't, I didn't like the way that felt because sure. I think you and I both think that we're very, 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 very fortunate to live here. Um, and, and so it was very much a, a, a roller coaster, uh, you know, like I said, stuff that I agreed with stuff that I did not agree with. Uh, and, and it really left me with, Okay, I have to I have to stop and think like it it took more brain power than I wanted to <laughs> take and, sure. and because look, look, the deal with life the original life is strange, yeah, life is life and life is strange in general. this is what they do, uh but the original Max and Chloe. Uh, the stuff that they dealt with was nowhere near this. Like, it just wasn't. They were some some high school kids that, you know, got in some trouble and there was some death and you had to deal with the loss of a friend and, you know, that kind of stuff. But this is a whole other level, right? And And, and, and so... When it was over, and I told you I was going to feel this way, and I, I felt kind of prophetic. When it was over, I was like, okay, now I have to find something different to yes. play. <laughs> Be, because that that's just a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you got to have um, that palate cleanser after a game like that. Yeah, yeah. It, you really do. Sure. And and I'm interested to see what else they do. Uh, uh, the, that Life is Strange too is probably the best package out of the whole bunch because they brought in the Captain Spirit character and you yeah. figured out more about that. And then you get to the very end 
and you're walking around this trailer in the middle of a desert looking for something uh, that a guy asks you to get him from the trailer and you look at a picture that's on the wall and it's Chloe and her mom and this guy. And you go back and you start looking and you're like, holy crap, that's Chloe's stepdad from the original game. What, what's that dude doing there? You know, um, it, it just really is this, it was mind bending. Yeah. And I, what I wanted to do, honestly, was to play Fallout or Red Dead or something that didn't require that much brain power after playing that game. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't have that computer here, so I can't, but that's what I want to do. Yeah. And, and, and all that to say, you hear me talking about this. I'm not saying the game's bad. The game's great. Great. It's a great game. Um, but you're going to feel it. Yeah. That's, that's fair. And that's, yeah. that's, yeah, not a bad thing in gaming, but then we like a good palate cleanser. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those are, I was thinking, can we play some more God of War, please? That's, that's what right. I was thinking. Uh, uh, I have, uh, just a little bit. So you got some catching up to do just the past couple of days and finally got back into it, uh, after a while. I, I have to mention, uh, part of the reason I hadn't gotten back into it yet. Uh, I had a, a another trip. I've, I've had a, fly in fly out real quick trip uh to memphis uh this past week and and like we've talked about now with the steam deck one of the things of 2022 we'll get into here in just a second uh i could play cyberpunk on an airplane which is the best freaking thing in the world and so i played cyberpunk on the way to memphis and on the way back and and i just continue to fall in love with that game every time i pick it up and so when i got back i ended up playing cyberpunk <laughs> for a while uh on pc before going oh yeah i should play some uh some god of war because that's the game we're playing right now uh, and so picked up got so, let me I'm glad you brought that up let me explain uh, my logic because I picked up Red Dead <laughs> 2 and the reason I didn't pick up Cyberpunk was I don't know if you realize this but all of the Sony games and I kind of wanted to bring this up to talk about the PS5 a little bit all of the Sony games that we love the Red Deads, the Spider-Mans, the, all of those that are currently out on PC, I'm looking at the system specs, and they're not that high. Yeah. Like, I looked at the system specs for Red Dead, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, it, like, it's like a 1060. Right. Uh, we're, we're, like, it will run ultra on your machine that, you know, yeah, you were remember that game did. came out five years ago. Right, I get it, but <laughs> but but my point being, uh, 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 Uncharted is Uncharted Four is the same way. Uh, a, a lot of those games that we love just aren't requiring a whole lot of juice. Yeah, and so I went into this Christmas season saying I'm going to buy Cyberpunk. Um. And then I saw that and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll get to Cyberpunk when we get my rig moved over here. Cyberpunk's going to be all I do. But mm. for right now, I'll pick up Red Dead. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. So I had to ask about the Steam Deck. I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, I saw my 19-year-old niece, Avery. I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, that's She wild. turned... 19 in November and she has a job and she's working and she's busy and she has her own money and she's talking about building a PC and, and we've been going back and forth about this and what parts do you want? Where, how, how do you want to go about things? And, and then while I was on steam, I saw that steam decks are back in stock and I thought, this is kind of like the VR headset. I, one of our VR headsets lives at her house. 
and has probably been sitting on her floor for about two years <laughs> because she played it hard for six months and then and then she left it. Sure. So now I have this idea of do I spend six, seven, eight hundred dollars uh putting together a rig for her or do I just buy a Steam Deck? Because what she was playing while she was here was the Switch. We played lots of Mario Party. We played lots of uh lots of uh Mario Kart, that type of stuff. And I got to thinking she carries that thing everywhere. And she would probably do the Steam Deck the same way. I'm looking at the price going, it's not that bad. And then, then I'm researching, and apparently on the dock, I did not know this, but apparently now the Steam Deck has 8K support. Have you seen that? I, I've not seen that. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> I The reason I bring that up is... I wonder, uh, power-wise, how how long the Steam Deck is going to hold up. Yeah. And, because I'm really seriously considering buying her one for her to carry around like she does a Switch instead of a PC. And and I'm just I'm I'm really kind of considering it. Yep. Because. Uh- I I wonder what I the, with all of this. The reason I'm asking is, I'm wondering if you're not playing the Steam Deck more than you're in front of your PC at this point. Yeah, I'm definitely playing the PC more, but the Switch doesn't go with me anymore. Right, that's the thing. Right. It's like now the Switch is purely in docked mode. Uh, I haven't played Switch games handheld in a while because if I want to play something handheld, I'm playing Steam Deck uh, because it's right. Better. Right, like that's the thing. It's just higher quality in in terms of of you know graphics and and controller and all that kind of stuff. Like it just feels better. I love the Switch. I play the Switch all the time now with my daughter. We play the Switch yeah. almost daily, uh, which is great, and I love that. But it's purely in docked mode now. It's plugged into our big TV. We sit down, we play some Super Smash Brothers and Mario Kart or whatever, and all the things the Switch does amazingly well. Um, but the Steam Deck is now my go to portable device and and that's the benefit to it i have never i don't have a dock for the steam deck obviously those are relatively new you can you know kind of do your own dock with the steam deck if you want to as well i have never plugged it into uh, a, a monitor i've also never plugged in a keyboard and mouse to it to you can do that i haven't never done that of everything i've done has just been with the controller and with the touch screen and so for that application it works just fine uh, as a kind of more theoretical docked gaming rig pc in quotes here because it's it, it is a pc i mean it even has a desktop mode that is you know kind of full functioning operating system that you can do whatever you want in but that's not really what it does it's not a good uh like it's not a desktop experience if you're trying to like be productive I'm, but I'm like not. as far as just a gaming system as long as what you're looking for is it being able to run say cyberpunk with ray tracing it can run cyberpunk like that's the again that's why i kind of come back yeah. to it. cyberpunk's an intensive game it's not the most intensive game at this point but it it will push a good system and the steam deck can run it and look decently good and and in handheld mode look really pretty good and so yeah for what it is i, I think it's pretty brilliant I've, I've been constantly surprised by how much i really like that device even more than i anticipated we thought it was going to be cool she I, I really don't think she would ever use it in dock mode. I, I think she'd be carrying it all the time. Of course, but, yeah. But but I am I am seriously considering doing that as opposed to building a PC that she might run once a month. Right. Uh, to now, play Stray. My, I mean, yes, that's exactly. the thing she wants to play Stray. <laughs> Yeah, and, that would be and, brilliant on Steam Deck. Uh, just yeah. brilliant. Uh, that that's like the thing, and that's what I imagine that she would want to do is games like that. I do wonder because obviously we're coming to it from a, a, a standpoint of being PC gamers, essentially all of our gaming lives, just about. And so the idea of PC gaming, Steam, and that kind of infrastructure, that UI, that a way of of you know buying and accessing all that kind of stuff isn't foreign to us. 
but it is immensely different than what the Switch is, right? Nintendo is right. this very tight, but- closed, controlled platform. The Steam Deck is just the opposite. And so if she's not somebody who's playing on PC a lot, like that might be off-putting. That's the only thing I would concern be concerned with. She she knows what Steam is, like to to the point that I that I asked her, I I told her to send me her boyfriend specs of his PC because I was gonna buy them a couple of games that they could play together. And so she knows what Steam is and understands yeah, it. Fine. And so I, I I think it's gonna be fine. But but I the, the, my entire point with that with bringing it up is we're in a very very different place in gaming right now than I ever thought we would be. Yeah, I mean, for crying out loud, we got a PC in our hands. Yes, fantastic. I just love the thing. It's so good. Like again, I played Cyberpunk on an airplane and like just adore it. It plays great. I just I can't get over that. Uh and that's really about all I haven't played a ton else on the Steam Deck. I haven't played a handful of other games on the Steam Deck, but that's like if I could play this, a handheld mode. Like it's what we dreamt about as kids, a handheld that was as good as a console. And it it's a hundred percent that. Like it just it, yeah. it's fabulous. I love the thing. So that said, it's a really good segue into Gaming news, what happened in, in 2022. I'm not going to go through every bit of news, but a couple of, of kind of big uh, takeaways of, of some of the big news in 2022. So one of the big things that happened was the release of the Steam Deck. And that is a, you know, bringing in this whole new world. We've got Steam Deck competitors coming. So CES just happened. Uh, Razer is showing off their, you know, Steam Deck competitor. We've seen several of these happening. It's going to be cloud-based ones. There's going to be uh, hardware-based ones. There's going to be hybrid. All the stuff uh, is happening. That market is going to continue to grow. The Steam Deck's still uh, killing it, and they're going to put out Steam Deck 2 and 3 and 5 and whatever into the future, I would imagine. Do, do you... I, I I don't want to break full here, but like Valve did it again. Yeah, like the, they did Half Life, and then they did Portal, and then like <laughs> Valve is the leader in this, and the rest of the industry is going crap. I hate these guys. Now we have to build one of these. Yep, they did it. They did it again. Valve um, is really good at doing one thing really good, right? <laughs> like that's what they're they're a very slow deliberate precise outfit they don't right. scatter shot they're not like let's just slam a bunch of things up against the wall and see what sticks like when they decide they're going to do something they do it really well we haven't seen half-life 3 we've talked about that obviously a lot uh like it's also frustrating that they don't do more of the things that we want them to do but the things that they do they do so very very well steam obviously and steam is the same thing like steam was so dominant still is dominant but was so dominant and and kind of uh, single-handedly so for so long and now look at the epic game store the epic game store is like doing the same kind of promotional things is doing the same kind of creative things to bring gamers in and and like just the the service aspect of what the epic game store does is directly because of Steam. And and VR is a lot the same way. VR on PC was pushed because of Steam. Uh like uh, or because of Valve and Steam uh in that like Valve is uh a a a cornerstone to PC gaming innovation. Like without Valve, uh somebody else would do many of these things, I'm sure, but not as well, not as soon, not all that stuff. Uh it is you cannot understate uh overstate, excuse me, how much Valve has impacted modern PC gaming. Like just crazy. It it's nuts. And because of that, now we're gonna see all of these quote unquote Steam decks and 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 different things uh on on the shelves and i i just wonder like to me i'm not looking forward to that because then we get to the point of which one do we buy right competition is great we always say that because it pushes people but now it's like which one do we buy so yeah, there is that tricky thing because like the the VR gaming market or the VR headset market to me is a lot that way right now, right now that we have the money to go buy one of these high-end uh, options. But now there's several of these high-end options. HTC just announced a new one that's kind of uh, their answer to MetaQuest Pro. And, and so 
like you've got the the Steam Valve option, you've got the HTC option, you've got the Meta option, you've got a handful of other like, you know, $1,000 plus VR headsets out there. It's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad that they're all pushing each other, but how in the world do you decide? Like, what is that? And I mean, if we had the money to do it, I guarantee you we'd figure out a way to decide. Yes. But that it is, uh, it does saturate the market, and that's going to happen with these handheld PCs. There's going to be a bunch of them, uh, yeah. and I, you know, I have loyalty to Valve. Uh, I love Valve. We've been Valve fanboys for uh, thirty years or whatever at this point since Half Life. Um, I'm going to continue to support Valve uh, as much as I can, but they're going to have to keep up. They're going to have to compete, which they're good about, but like. They can't just go, okay, we did it, and now give us your money just because we're the ones that did it first. I, I, I feel I'm glad you said that because I feel like such a traitor because I bought Red Dead off of Epic. Right. And, and I, <laughs> I feel awful. I feel like I need to go to confession or something. But it was cheaper. Yeah. And, and, you know. That's the thing. Capitalism at work. And so I, you know, I feel bad. Like I, I like there's go. I can see that there's going to be some some person that comes along with some way to port all of the games that you own to one one service at some point, fifteen twenty years down the road, because. My my epic library at this point is rivaling my Steam library just because I'm picking up free games every week. Yeah. And and especially over Christmas, they're good free games. I mean, it gave away Death Stranding for crying out loud. <laughs> like, that's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, we also uh, saw this year the the year of big acquisitions uh, starting the year with the uh, this was kind of even bled over from 2021 uh, but starting the year with the the news of of the Microsoft Activision acquisition which hasn't even gone through yet we're still waiting for that to compete complete there's even just news in the past few days of game companies suing Microsoft over that acquisition trying to block that and you know understandably so it's it's the messy business world uh but we also saw sony uh acquisition of bungie and that we've heard tons of rumors of what could happen to a company like square enix square enix sold off a big chunk of their company of their western studios and so there's just a lot of uh re uh, uh realignment consolidation happening in the gaming industry and i i would guess we will see more not less of that into 2023 i i think so and and because uh, we talked about this a couple of years ago with all the streaming services, like there's so many streaming video services, I can't keep up. It's going to happen in the streaming market again because I, I nobody can pay for them all. Yeah. And I'd, some of you guys listening are paying for them all. Please tell us how you're doing that because <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, it's going to happen everywhere. Like you can't have that many, uh, you can't have that many competing services. Somebody has to win at some point. Theoretically, so. but here we are. Uh, the more than somebody has to win at some point, some of these have to go under at some point, and and we'll see. With that, I'll, I'll mention too. We saw that happen with like Stadia uh, this year. Right. Uh, Google uh, had their streaming service uh, that had a lot of potential. Was technologically one of the first out of the gate uh they were doing this uh we talked about it, uh extensively on this show when they were doing the project i don't remember what they called it now but with assassin's creed odyssey uh, yeah. that i played a big big chunk of on their uh, project whatever oh man i can't even think of what the name of it was back then i don't remember before stadia it was a much better name than stadia <laughs> stadia yeah. not a great name uh but stadia looked like it was going to be that cloud gaming solution and then uh, microsoft did it uh <laughs> blew everybody out of the water uh, and say to you close down shop. Like sometimes you don't make it, you don't compete. And, and we see that happen too. So 
The yeah. other uh, uh, story I'll mention here, maybe big story for us, it's always one that we, we talk about, uh, was the fact that E3 didn't happen uh, this year, uh, which, of course, we still got together and had fun and talked about, it, and we had uh, Summer Game Fest and all that good stuff. But also that E3 theoretically still on track to be back this summer. So we'll see. Uh, it's kind of one of those things, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, we'll be together. We'll be talking about games sometime this summer, uh, but hopefully, and looking fairly likely that it'll happen with an actual E3 this year. That would be good, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, uh, I, I think Jeff has kind of become that guy. Yeah. At, at this point. So whatever gets done is going to have Jeff right in the middle of it. Yeah. Which um, could be E3. Like, I mean, if, if the ESA is smart, they're going to try to engage that guy in that as much as possible. And, We'll see what happens. So uh, that said, real briefly, uh, I, I'm just curious about your thoughts on this. We won't belabor this part of it because we've talked about it a lot. But the games of 2022, uh, we, we played, we, we uh, talked about, we looked at, we did all the fun stuff. Uh, the big ones are the big ones. Like, we know what they are. And so I'll mention, you know, just really quick, obviously, Elden Ring, uh, which is the game that got Game of the Year everywhere, God of War, which came out later in the year, but also that big thing. Horizon for us uh, was obviously uh, such a big deal. We spent a lot of the year um, playing Horizon. Uh, I, I'm gonna if, we, if I had to pick a game of the year for 2022, uh, I, I at this point, and it's a little unfair because we're still in the midst of God of War. Like we got a lot of God of War left to go, and so it's not entirely fair. But knowing what God of War is, because we know what God of War is, it's not a big change on the formula. We know what's happening. It's great. Don't hear me wrong. I love the formula. Um, but if I had to choose, I think Horizon would still beat it out for me for Game of the Year for 2022. Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about it for for a couple of hours. And and I, I'm like you. I don't think that we can really say because we've got more of God of War ahead of us than we have behind us. So we may get to the end of it and go, holy crap, that was really good. Yep. Uh, but Horizon uh, Forbidden West was really good. The, the only reason that I have issues calling it Game of the Year is because, like I said when we talked about it, it's a continuation of the first game, which... You get to the end of the second game and it's still going. Like there's no <laughs> there's no resolution of any kind at all. Uh and, it's fair. And, yeah. Would you, and would you consider God of War differently or is God of War the same way to you? I I, I it I feel like God of War had an end, more of an end. The the original God of War had an e more of an end than Horizon did, but you're right. It kind of did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I think it's fair, but I think you have to put those two in the same box because they are yes. both very much just continuations of their previous title. Uh, yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. Uh, it's not a negative. The, the, the thing but is... But they're not the, super innovative because they're essentially doing the same thing that the first game did. Right, and the reason that, that I tend to agree with you that it's Horizon is that we, we haven't played anything else this year or seen anything else this year that was, ooh, hands down, that's game of the year. And and there are a ton of people out there that will say that we're committing blasphemy right now <laughs> and and, uh, and that we're, we're two hacks and we shouldn't be on the air because the answer is Elden Ring. But, like, Elden Ring's great. It's like playing the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but but it's it's missing, like, three of the things yeah. that I require for a game of the year. And number one being story. Yeah. Uh, they, I don't care what anybody says. They don't have it. Yeah. Which, At least not in the package that we want it. Like I, yeah. I'll hear your abstract arguments about it or whatever, and that's fine. 
But in the way that we want story delivered, that Elden Ring doesn't do that, doesn't do it enough to captivate me to get back to it uh, before getting to lots of other stuff, right? My other game of the year, honestly, is Cyberpunk. Like, that's the game I've enjoyed the most this year outside See? of, uh, See? you know, uh, um, uh, uh, Horizon or God of War. Like, Cyberpunk for me has been a blast in 2022. I I wanted I I had to go look. I started look, looking up lists of stuff that came out in 2022 because I was trying to remember when Cyberpunk came out. It was not this year. I uh, and uh, and it was such a mess when it came out. There's there's no way you could call it game of the year. It's still a mess. But that's the kind of game that we want to play. Like uh, the the one thing about you being here with the sexy sidekick, I got a massive kick out of. You walked in my office. She's worried about what it's what it sounds like and what it looks like, and 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 you said, "Hey, look at this monitor." And she went, "Meh." <laughs> you know, like that's all you and I can think about. Can, right. can, can we get a PC with Cyberpunk on it and some ray tracing, uh, so that we can so that we can uh, see what that looks like on yep. this monitor? Uh, and that seriously, that's all you and I can think about, and it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Although I have to tell you. Sorry to put this right in the middle of the show, but I have to tell you, we, and I guess we can put the coin on who gets it, <laughs> but but we have been offered a 2080 Ti nice. from the man who uh, literally uh, does everything he can to spoil us rotten, <laughs> he sends me a picture of what looks like a 4090. <laughs> and all I, all I say is, all it has is a caption that says, this is the biggest video card that I've ever seen. <laughs> I bet. And I, and I said, where is that? And he said, it's in my new rig. <laughs> and I need your address so I can send you this 2080 Ti that I've got. And I said to him, dude, I don't have a computer over here. Don't send it yet. I'll tell you when we're ready for it. Uh, but, like, it's just sitting there. Yeah. And it's ready, and so... That'll be fun so, to slap into your rig when we move it. Yes, it will. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, we're going to play some Cyberpunk and some Red Dead and whatever else we can find to throw at it on this really big... Well, even... If, we're going to have to put my rig on wheels because <laughs> with, a, with a card like that, what we need to do is hook it up to the big TV. That's right. That's what we fun. need to do. Uh, so so yeah, put we put out a little rolling dolly or something. Get it? Yes, <laughs> yes, we like can. <laughs> I think that's yes, yes, it I is. It. So so uh, yeah. That said, uh, really quickly, let me go through uh, games that are supposed to. Let me caveat this: uh, we're supposed to release in 2023. Some of these we undoubtedly will not see in 2023. Uh, but this is a slate of games that we know of so far to be anticipating that have uh, release dates or release windows. Uh, so I'm going to list them off just really quickly, and then we'll talk about which ones we're most excited about. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is supposed to come in February. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the follow-up to uh, Fallen Order, coming in March. We got that at the Game Awards. Uh, let's see. Uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, we'll see. That one's slated for May. So hopefully that one hits uh, in, in 2023. Um, Diablo 4. Final Fantasy 16. Um, Starfield, sometime in the first half, theoretically. Uh, Spider-Man 2, Sony Spider-Man 2, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, supposed to come out uh, in the winter. Uh, there's a handful of others. I'm looking through a bunch of these. Assassin's Creed, which, you know, is what it is. Life of P, that weird Pinocchio game. Like, we, lots of other really interesting, but kind of not the, the headline stuff. 
if we get all those games in 2023 and we won't get quite all of them, but even if we get most of them, that's a, that's a heck of a year in gaming. It, it is. And like, because of what happened with cyberpunk and maybe it's that we're getting older, but I'm, Trying not to get excited about any of them. <laughs> like, I'm That's really fair. not because, because Tears of the Kingdom, it's Zelda, it's going to be great because Nintendo doesn't do crap. Uh, that's probably the one that we, the two of us are most excited about. Yeah. But, 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 like, Starfield. Could be the biggest thing since Skyrim. Yep. Also, it could be Cyberpunk 2.0 yep. and just yes. completely be <laughs> awful. Um, yeah, and, Starfield's my most like uh, nervous one, right? Like, yeah. if it hits, it's going to be amazing. But there's a good chance that it falls short. And, and Bethesda's kind of had a tracky spot record lately, uh, a spotty track <laughs> record lately. Tracky spot <laughs> record, too, either way. Um, I have not been drinking yet, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> we'll come later. Um, that, but, like, it could be not great. Mm. And that's the thing is, like, just like Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk launched as a good game. Like, Cyberpunk wasn't a bad game when it launched. It launched as a good game that was buggy and had lots of flaws that was hyped to be one of the best games ever. And, like, Starfield yeah. has a lot of that to it. If it launches as a good game, it's going to be a disappointment. It has to launch as a great game to even live up to what we expect from what Bethesda does and this partnership with Microsoft and on and on and on. And, and well, that sets it up to be disappointing out of the box. Well, the reason they got the reason they got more of a shot, Starfield will be great in one year once the folks at Nexus get a hold of it. That's so Fallout Four. Fallout Four is great. I love Fallout Four. All I want to do is play Fallout Four on the screen. But it took me twenty six months to get there. Yes. That is a big question I have about Starfield. I mean, there's no reason to think that they will change their approach to the mod community, but with the complexity of the game and the fact that it's under Microsoft's umbrella now, which is, is the first big Bethesda title that we're seeing in that uh, way, I'm curious to see if they keep their system as open as they have in the past. I hope so, and there's, again, nothing at this point to say that they won't. But Bethesda is a unique company in how much they make available to the modding community. No other game, at least, that I can think of. I've got a handful of mods installed for Cyberpunk, but there's just not the level of modding for a game like Cyberpunk, even with like CD Projekt Red being pretty proactive towards the mod community, recent updates, releasing more mod tools, all that kind of stuff. Bethesda just operates on a different level. Uh, and I, I hope and pray it continues because it's one of the best things about Bethesda games, but there's no guarantee that it will. It, there's not. And if it doesn't, like, forget it. Yeah. Like, that, they got no shot. And yeah. and Todd's got to know that somewhere in his room with his jacket. I think uh, so. You know, he's, <laughs> he's got to know that. Like, I, I and, and, Bethesda's in a weird spot because I saw a quote from him this week that said uh, people would be playing the Elder Scrolls 6 for 10 years. And I thought, Todd, I love you, but duh. <laughs> like, that's the entire point. Like, yeah. we've, been, we've been playing Skyrim for 15 years, almost 20. Um, like, like the fact that he said that was just kind of stupid because I'm like, dude, I hope so. Cause that's what y'all do. If you continue the mod support, because that's the only yeah. reason that Skyrim has stayed as relevant as it has. And that Bethesda has been pushed to reissue, you know, special edition and port here and port there to the point that we joke about how much it gets ported to refrigerators, right? Like it just is absurd, but it, 
keeps relevancy because there's a community that keeps it relevant. Uh, and that's other games don't have that. Like it doesn't happen the same way with other games for a reason because they don't have that same thing. Um, Bethesda's done a good job with that. I hope they do. I'll mention uh, on uh, just two other games, the two June titles. June is a weird month to release big titles in and we got two giant ones that are currently slated for June. Uh, and there are two that like are in that same kind of category of beloved franchises franchises we adore but both of them could suck and both of them could be amazing and that's diablo and final fantasy right we're getting the next installments of diablo and final fantasy in the month of june and i am really hesitant about both of them right like i'm both excited because i love those franchises and what they do but both of them have the potential to be eh, games i i'm i want to be excited but like Diablo 4 especially just gives me acid refunds yes. <laughs> because, because like, the, like the last game they did was Diablo 3 and you can show us all the video you want and all the gross spells you want and all the like you can do all of that but like you and I both know and we're old and this is get on my lawn I understand that it's not going to be as good as the Elbow 2. They got no shot. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and so, like, I'm, I'm like, every time that we're talking about the Elbow 4 at this point, I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. call me when we figure out if it's good or not. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, of the Final Fantasy games on the other side of that, and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is the one I'm way more excited about than Final Fantasy sixteen. I'm excited about Final Fantasy sixteen. I'm gonna play it when it comes out, but Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, I we we yes. you know went on and on about Final Fantasy VII remake, and so uh, that that one is the one we I'm still more gotta play about. that. Yeah, we gotta I mean, finish. We, yeah, yeah. I fire it up every once in a while, going, "Oh yeah," and then I'm like, "Oh man, I I don't have it in me to start this again because it's gonna own me once I get back into it." So, right. yeah, we've we've got that. So, uh, all that to say, and like Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is one of those games I could easily see not making it this year. Like I I would no. almost, I would be more surprised if that's a 2023 game than if it's a 2024 game. So, uh, but a lot of these games, again, all this stuff that's slated the first half. Uh, like theoretically we should see more of those than not. And already, if that's all we get next year, that's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it is. And we're not going to play half of it. Yeah. Uh, oh no, of course the, not. Yeah, I mean, we're going to do our darndest to try. Uh, yeah. And whenever E3 happens, if it happens, we're going to have some stuff to play. Can you imagine if we get Diablo four for E3? I, I I'm afraid that that would break E3 if that happened. Like, <laughs> uh, like nobody's going to be paying attention to anything on the I internet. Know. <laughs> they're going to be playing the elbow. Yeah. They just are. That's uh, that's fair. Um, I've got a little girl knocking at the door, so I'm going to go let her in real quick. Okay, here we go. <laughs> we get our little uh, uh, guest appearance here. Yes. Are you going to come see Jamie? Yes. You're not going to come see him? You're just going to come in here and hide? She's not going to come see me. That's brutal. That, wow. <laughs> she's gone from my house all week, and she's not going to come see me. Hello, my love. Ugh. Can you tell Jamie hi? <laughs> oh, she's going to be that way. Have you recently? <laughs> What's your Is favorite that- game to play right now? Jamie is your favorite game to play right now? Driving him well, around his house? I am sort of entertaining. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It is kind of like a video game. It's a joystick. I mean, it's... Yeah, that's, like, that's pretty... She was riding on the back doing all kinds of stuff. And put holes yeah. in rock. Yeah. <laughs> she almost did. <laughs> Several times. Yeah. Got video evidence to prove it. Go by the Facebook page. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, because... Because we had a good time. We had a good time. For sure. And and she's a great little human. Yes. Uh, that is laying just out of frame on the camera right now. Yeah. <laughs> My dear, you look fabulous. In our half lighting. Yeah. It's kind she of cinematic. Was, 
you know. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. It's, she looks much better in it than I do. Mood lighting. That's what that's you. called. The lighting in here. I'm saying you're cuter than I am. Okay. You're welcome. Well, she is. So, <laughs> uh, With that said, folks, we need to wrap this thing up. It has been a good year in gaming. We're still here. We are going to be here. We're not going anywhere. Nope. Uh, that little girl might see her daddy, and I might have to, like, go get him back. But, <laughs> but I love it when she tries to kiss me on camera. I love it. It's fantastic. It's totally distracting. It is very distracting. Uh, but, 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 okay. Um, Don't drool. We are coming back uh, for all of 2023. We just don't know in what uh, form it's going to take, but we're glad to be here. We're glad you are, too. My name's Jamie Jordan. That's Tommy. And uh, off we go. This has been Gaming Uncensored. And come on, little girl, say it. We're out! Would you like to submit a segment for the show? Send it to gaminguncensored at gmail.com And don't worry, we'll play just about anything. Gaming Uncensored